0: Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm here with Brian Baker.
1: Hello, Jessica.
0: Hi. We have Marlene Vandenbrink. She's on Zoom from Canada. Marlene, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Marlene is a young onset Parkinson's patient, and she just recently had um, DBS. And like I said, she lives in Canada, and she reached out to us and, you know, wanted to share her journey because it's we talk about DBS all the time, but it's just from a United States standpoint, and things can be very different when you get into other countries. So um, Marlene, thank you so much for reaching out to us. And I'm so glad that we were able to coordinate this and and get this scheduled. And we can't wait to hear your story. So um, if you wanna just take a couple minutes and share a little bit about who you are and when you were diagnosed and uh, then your journey to DBS. Okay,
2: so I was... um... I was diagnosed eight years ago already, believe it or not. I know it goes fast. In 2015, um, with young onset, I was 47 at the time. So, um, yeah, I started taking the dopamine um, antagonists. I mm-hmm. think that's what they're called, right? And then um, not long after, I started on to Dopa or legal card. So, um, But, yeah, then um, I was going every six months I guess to my doctor anyways to just check it and um the last time I went in last year in March I believe she said okay I was getting quite a bit of dyskinesia from the side effects from the Mm -hmm. medication so she just said um yeah okay that's bothersome to you so she said I'll refer you to a um for the DBS so I was kind of like okay because I heard about that but um so I went, I had to wait a year to go to the doctor and the, see the DBS doctor. So then I did uh, end up there and um, yeah, that was this March actually, March of this year. And then um, in June, I had the surgery already. Like it, it really came about quite quickly. I was really surprised that, um, that it did mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, did. so yeah.
0: How much medication were you on beforehand?
2: I took about six a day of, of the, the lethal
0: Okay, and That's then, great. and so you took, it took a year though to get into, just to initially see a doctor that does DBS or? Yeah, yes, she referred me to a doctor that did DBS
2: surgery and that took, um, yeah, that was not until a whole year later, which was kind of, I was, I was kind of okay with it because I, I don't know. I was a little nervous about the whole thing. Right. Mm. I was thinking about it and I was like, it's going to be a long ways off anyways. But, um, anyway, so then I did, uh, yeah, I did go in March and I was really surprised that I had it in June already because, you know, I thought it would be quite a process to get this all uh, yeah. figured out, but yeah, I had it done already in June.
1: So yeah, we've got, we've got quite, we've got a decent following from, from Canada. And I know there's a gentleman that messages me every now and then. I think, I thought he said his waiting, he's like waiting on, waiting three years to get it. Oh, wow. Really? To get the D Really? Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah,
2: I don't really, I don't really know how it works. Like I I never asked to get it done. I was just kind of waiting because I thought the medication was not doing too bad up until Mm -hmm. then I had a lot of dyskinesia, So I, um. Yeah, I didn't ask at all about it, and they su- they suggested it, so I was like, sure, because I kind of thought it might be a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. So then, uh, yeah.
1: So so can you talk to us a little bit about the difference in the U.S. healthcare system and maybe the Canadian healthcare system, from at least from your point of view?
2: Well, I think that you, you we, we don't really have the opportunity to shop around. Like you always say, do your research and check it all out, right? Like check your mm-hmm. doctor, do your research, but we don't, I don't find we have that as much here um, because we're just kind of referred to the doctor who's going to do it. Right. And then, yeah, you get it. He sits down with you for about the first consultation um, when you, when you pass all the qualifications, he sits down with you and you, um, yeah, you, um, he explains it to you, what he's going to do and everything. And then yeah he said i got some openings coming right up so he said do you want to do it and i said well i guess yeah it's kind of like a no-brainer right, right. like i said um yeah so you can't really shop around i don't think like yeah i don't know like i if i didn't want him i don't know what i would have done then right like um hmm. I, I guess it's kind of weird
1: do you get to pick your device or do they pick that for you as well
2: no, he showed me the Boston Scientific one. He said, this is the one I use, and okay. blah, blah, blah. And He explained it to me. So I said, sounds good, right? Like, I don't know anything really about what do I know, right? So mm-hmm. I just basically spent a lot on his uh, recommendations with all that. And, um, yeah, then the other thing I noticed, too, um, I'm listening to your podcast. Like, I had it all done in the same surgery. It's called bilateral, right? Yeah. Like, both sides chest implant was all done the same day which was quite different than in the states i find well, Right, because you had three right brian
1: i did have three and that's the way the cleveland clinic does it now we have um we talked to a couple other people here recently that have had the the both sides of the brain done at the same time and the battery done on a separate time
0: but mm-hmm. but I we have even yeah. heard all three of it at the same time except one individual he's looking into it and i think he was talking about it might be all at the same time so we wanted to still definitely pick your brain on what was i mean i know you don't have an experience of what it was like another way but how was it getting all three done at once like what was that difficult was it trying on your body like i think i i
2: think it's probably preferable to get them all done at the same time just because you're in such a situation and you're mm-hmm. so traumatized as it is you might as well just go through it once right mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah like i had um i thought i was going to be awake it was really weird i didn't have a lot of information they told me i was going to be awake and then i went down to the surgery and they said uh, i said well i'm starting to get heart palpitations now <laughs> i was just gonna and uh, he said okay you know blah 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 and then uh next thing you know i was waking up, and it was about two hours later, and I saw that time on the, uh, and I was like, I think they had done the one side already, and then um, he said, okay, now we're going to do the other side, because I just remember them doing, drilling into the other side, so anyways, I, I went through that, and um, it was kind of a blur, right, you're sort of mm-hmm. out of it, kind of half coming out of your anesthesia, Because, and yeah, they shaved my head in there, and I didn't really remember a whole lot about what other than the real drilling in your head is quite to love, but, uh, yeah, then they put me to sleep, and then they did the part in my chest, I guess, so then when it was all over, I was good. Wow, yeah, so it, I started at I think eight in the morning, and i was I was out of there back by two or something in the afternoon already.
0: So did you just have yeah. to stay over one night in the hospital?
2: I stayed two nights because I had, uh, I was quite nauseous from the anesthesia. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I was really, yeah. yeah. So I, I ended up staying two nights, but yeah, other than that, the night before I went in, of course, and then, um, uh, yeah, I had my surgery and two nights and that was it. Then I went home. So yeah. Now, did you was- get,
1: did you get the honeymoon phase or the honeymoon period with, where you had like no symptoms? Yeah, that's. That's- yeah, I did,
2: and I did. I didn't know. Like, am I supposed to take my medication now, or because I don't feel I didn't feel I needed it? I wasn't sure what I was doing. Nobody really told me any of that. Like, what did you find?
1: I continued the medication, when, you know. But like you said, there was a there was about seven day period where like I was like, oh, I'm gonna gut that bathroom now. I'm gonna paint this. I'm gonna do this, and then oh. I started making plans, and then it all came crashing back down. So
0: yeah. So yeah. No, for sure. So what did your follow-up look like? I mean, and, and I'll ask Brian too the same thing. Like you said you, you kind of went home and didn't really know what to do. Like when did you get back in touch either with that doctor or your your general your your general neurologist?
2: Well, that was also another different thing. I never did see the surgeon again that did mm-hmm. my brain stimulation. He just I guess they just do it here and the only he said was, if you have any issues with your wound you can come back and see me Mm. but other than that i never saw him again and uh, um i had my i had my daughter as a contact person Mm -hmm. right for during the surgery and after so he just he called her and he said yeah it's all done your mom was a champ and um yeah it was good it would all worked out well and i I never did see him anymore it was really kind of weird but i guess that's the way they they, I guess I, they are more experts in, yeah. you know, just doing the surgery. They right. just do that. And then you have to deal with your other doctor, the, um, the one that does the programming, I guess, to uh, do the rest. So, yeah, then I had to follow up. It said in six weeks for my first um, programming appointment, mm-hmm. which... Um, I called them at about four weeks. And she said, yeah, we actually do it a little sooner now. She said, we do it in four weeks. She goes in the States, they do it after two. It was kind of funny because I was like, okay, so, yeah, they really kind of follow the lead of, I think, what the States does Mm -hmm. in a lot of that stuff. She said it used to be six weeks, but so she got me in. And then, um, yeah, I just um, met with uh, three I guess it was a nurse, and I don't know who the other two were, but they it wasn't my doctor or anything. He mm-hmm. just, um, yeah.
1: Now, do you have a rep when you go to your programming sessions? Do you have a rep or somebody from Boston Scientific there as well?
2: Not, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe she is. I don't know who the lady yeah, was that understand. was doing all the programming, but, like, you know, they don't really tell you all that, right?
0: So what was your time frame like? What did you... Um, when you got home from the hospital, then what was your next steps?
1: So we did the the first surgery in June, the second surgery in July the the implant the battery implanted in August uh, turned on at the end of August.
0: So it was like prolonged. two to four weeks.
1: Yeah, and then it was every four weeks for the first three or four sessions.
0: How many times have every you gone four? back?
1: Yeah, Just about every four weeks.
0: Okay,
2: because I'm uh, I'm currently every two weeks I get it turned up.
1: Yeah, I mean I can With, I do you, I have access to mine and I've had access to mine since the first programming to turn up down to a certain point. Um, like a remote control. Yeah, re- do you have a remote?
2: I do. I think I have. Well, I have the Boston Scientific. It's probably so the I same one. I, saw, I have the remote like um, Steve Ber- yeah. Brandenburg has. And he was showing that uh, session where he was able to turn it off. So yeah, I do have the remote, and they um, they just call me actually from the hospital at my house now. The only time I went in was for my first session. They just call me, and she walks me through turning it up a few dials every time.
1: Really, mm. you're weird. I know.
0: That's interesting. It was so really for
1: for mine. I whenever I go in to see the neurologist now, he ha- he brings it up on a laptop, and they can we can move it and do all that stuff that then you do they'll say hey what are your symptoms like How's thing's moving and they can they'll move, they'll move the the leads around or whatever and
2: yeah I I know like I don't know what to think of well I'm sure they're doing it okay but I just find it's kind of weird that you know um now I did say I'd like to come in sometime because I've only went the one time and that's when they did all the you know the initial programming and now they just just keep turning it up and I said how far does it go and she said till about 3 like a level 3 I'm, I'm <laughs> going up by point 2 each time I don't even know what that means you, Yeah you-
1: it goes up to level 12 I think is a, is a top um which I what I was told is you'll never see that high because that's just too much um Right like I said, I can, like if my, for example, if my right side's bother me a little bit or whatever, I can go up and t- turn mine up to a certain point myself. And, you do that? Oh yeah, I can just go and take a remote and program it up to a little bit. But they, they put parameters on there where I can't go past certain. Oh, mm,
0: Like okay. lockdown. All right. So are you on any medications <laughs> again or are you still figuring that out?
2: I'm gradually weaning off of my medication. Um, so yeah it's kind of hard it really it really messes me up every time I get it programmed like um, I found that like you know they turn it up and then I'm very disconnected for a few days mm-hmm. and then uh, it settles down and I yeah I have to I have to take my medication kind of cut it in half and try different things with it like it's very it's a real roller coaster that's what the nurse said to me she goes well it's going to be a real roller coaster I said well yeah okay like
0: So are they letting you just figure that out or is your doctor kind of working with you on what to do with the medication or they just say slowly wean yourself off?
2: Yeah, it's very much up to me. I think, um, I asked her once, I said, should I be taking medication? Like the last time I got it turned up, I said, I I don't feel I need it at all. And uh, I said, like, you can't just quit a cold Mm -hmm. turkey, I think. Right. So she said, no, you can take a couple, like just maybe a quarter of a pill. A couple times a day just to keep some in your system if you want but and then it yeah then it does um kind of ease off like the 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 symptoms come back so yeah. i have to take a few a bit more right
0: so how are you feeling in general are you happy you did it
2: yeah i am yeah i'm sorry i'm not really continuing. um yeah i am really i am glad i did i think it's going to be really good for sure. Um, I don't know what else was I going to say. Not really. I don't know. No, I don't think there was anything else I had to say. I just, yeah, I really, I was really glad I was able to get done this quickly. And it was, you know, of course it's all free here. So, which is really amazing, right? Because I had yeah. no idea what it would cost me, but I'm like, yeah, that's just one of those things yeah. that you have to.
0: So that's yeah. an interesting point because I wonder if it's like you said you were you're eight years in right now right it, from your diagnosis um, yes like if there's a, a point in time where like neurologists there would say like okay I'll recommend it versus you know you mentioned somebody reached out to you and said they're on a waiting list for three years I wonder if that's why well like, yeah not- and
1: the, the, my question is it's you yeah, know there's a lot of that lot that goes into it so you have you know your lifestyle, your age, your symptoms all go go into play so how do you determine you know who's gonna get it who didn't get it who can go on a waiting list who needs it now and stuff like that
0: yeah
2: Well, yeah that's what i mean i mean there's a lot of people with Parkinson's here too and i mean it's all we all it's all free so we're all like sign me up thinking Mm -hmm. right you kind of think i don't know how they pick and choose or what they they're crazy it would be but anyways i feel kind of fortunate i'm 54 now and i i do think it's better to get it sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. i i i i think it was really a good choice to have it done for sure and um, what was your
0: most troublesome symptom of parkinson's that the dbs has helped with
2: I would say like the dystonia, my foot cramping, that Mm -hmm. was kind of a bad one. And it hasn't done it at all, really. Like since that, that's been amazing. Like, I know that is such a pain, you know, when you have that. So that and my tremor Mm -hmm. and uh, rigidity, like it Mm -hmm. really has helped everything I find. That's good. That's
0: great. You have a nice success story. Yeah. Well, I think so
1: <laughs> at this point. It's so
2: far, I know I was getting kind of nervous. I'm like, oh, it's... I didn't realize it was going to be such a, a long process to get it all yeah. programmed. Yeah. Like nobody said it's going to take like, but I guess it's quite normal to take six months or even up to a year to get it right. So I mm-hmm. know I'm trying to be patient, but it is very hard after. Yeah.
1: That's what I continue yeah. to tell everybody. It's a process because we all want that instant cure. 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 Yeah, Um.
0: I know. you instant
1: gratification yeah In it is it's a process i've been it's been just over a year i think we finally got mine even Did if, they? I, you know it's been good but i think we every time i go in i think we tweak it just a little bit better
2: <laughs> and you go in all the time to get
0: it tweaked is no that right? i mean
1: I, I go i haven't seen i go in in october so next month um i guess two months um you go every two months no i go in oh. every six months oh so. oh
2: six months now
1: yeah so when because I first when I, when I first got it it was every month every four weeks I'd go in and get it tweaked and programmed and they did that for like a month month and a half and once they get it, once they get it you kind of settled into that good spot they push it out to three months and six months and then
2: okay.
1: hopefully and the you've week.
2: been yeah you've been quite happy with it right
1: oh, I would do it a thousand times over again
2: yeah for sure <laughs>
1: Just just to have that one week of normalcy was worth it.
2: And you don't take any medication right now. Is that right?
1: Correct. Which I guess the oh. more I hear, is, is that's that's of unk- that's uncommon to be on no meds. Yeah, that,
2: yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just be happy to be able to cut back a lot. Like right. even yeah. most of it. But, I mean, the dyskinesia was a getting to be a real problem for me, right? Because, yeah, I felt that was... Yeah, I didn't know what was
0: worse, right? Right. So I think that's what people start to to consider or question. Yeah, it, itchy head too, Brian. Ah, yeah. oh, <laughs> the itchy head.
1: I, I still get that.
0: You need Melissa to tell oh, you yeah. stop scratching your head.
1: She's like, don't know, scratch what? it like just, this, Brian. Scratch it like this.
0: I know, because you look like a. Look
1: I know, like but you. sometimes my rice right side doesn't want to do the job it's supposed to do. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hard. I think
0: it's
2: where they uh, did the surgery, right? It's it's yeah. very itchy always. Yeah.
0: Well, Marlene, thank you so much for reaching out and sharing your story. You might get a a few comments because there are a lot of people in Canada who do watch and listen. So I know that this will be particularly interesting for them and uh, they might have some questions. But um, really appreciate you opening up and taking the time to share your story. Okay.
2: no problem. Thank you for all the uh, information you provide as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, in our last 30 seconds, I will leave you all with this. As always, please consult your doctor, no matter what country you live in, and making sure that you do your research uh, online or wherever you can find the information and see if DBS is right for you or continue your medication. But again, as always, you do you. Talk to your doctor and that's all I got. (laughs) We'll see you next time. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.